Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. As we welcome you along to the Christmas Eve edition of uh, Cork Today, hoping we find each and every one of you in good form, organised for Christmas and as full of festive cheer as you can be on what has been an extraordinary year for all of us. Can I just say a huge thank you and goodbye to our own Simon Murdoch, who uh, leaves us, uh, won't be back with us in the new year. He's staying within the organisation, but just uh, moving on. So just want to wish him the very best. We've had great fun with Simon over the last two years since he took over the uh, breakfast uh, show. So just want to wish him the very very best uh, in his new uh, radio uh, slot. That's the one and only uh, Simon Murdoch. And actually well done to Alan O'Connell who was our, who got the final Celebrity C yesterday and won the 2,240 euro. Terrific sum of money Alan to win in the run up to Christmas and I wasn't here yesterday when he won but Simon tells me that he has decided to donate a portion of it to Cork Penny Dinners. Isn't that a great guy? That's a great guy with a good, good heart. Now, today's programme, as always on Christmas Eve, we will speak with the one and only Alice Taylor. She'll uh, join us as she's been doing for I don't know how many years at this stage. And Christmas Eve wouldn't be Christmas Eve unless we had a chat with Alice Taylor. And people love to hear Alice and we reflect on times past. And I think to reflect on this year and what, you know, what we can learn from this year and what this year has um, how, we've, how we've survived and got through this year and I think we can all I think we can all in our own way learn from this year and we will certainly look back on uh, 2020 and we'll have stories to tell our children and our grandchildren about how we survived a, a pandemic and a survived a pandemic is what we are all trying to do and even though the numbers and the figures are worrying at the moment we all have our own social responsibility and our personal responsibility in all of this and I know because things change so much this week change, arrangements that have been in place for Christmas are even changing so it's it's all a little bit strange I think for people this year but listen we'll all have a quiet Christmas we'll have a lovely Christmas and we may look back and say wasn't that a great Christmas the Christmas of uh, 2020 so today uh, is very much about you the listener as well we've got loads of wonderful music lined up to play throughout the morning some of them are the old traditional Christmas carols that we don't we certainly don't play normally here in the run up to Christmas so it's our opportunity to play them on Christmas Eve the wonderful Frank Kelly and his 
12 Days of Christmas song. Again, we can't have Christmas Eve without playing that. I promise you, we will play that. And also that beautiful song, Christmas 1916, where the Tommy Fleming version is the one I particularly like, where we think back and remember what happened during the First World War and how the soldiers themselves decided uh, to try to celebrate Christmas in goodness over a hundred years ago now what they were going through and what they were facing into on that uh, Christmas day so we'll play that uh, as well but it's an opportunity for you to get requests in to us if you want to say hi to loved ones, if you particularly want to include loved ones who won't be joining you for Christmas this year, maybe uh, loved ones that are abroad, because of course, because of technology now, we have people listening to us from all over the world. And if you are listening to us uh, on the C103 app and you are not home in Cork this year and you want to send greetings to your loved ones feel free to use us for the next three hours 1850 333103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and of course you can always email the programme Patricia at c103.ie Now Father Crowley the parish priest at Donora has contacted the show to say that they have decided in light of the new developments and with the growing alarm about the spiralling spread of COVID-19 they have decided to cancel the Christmas Masses that were scheduled for today and tomorrow and they are instead moving their Masses to online on Facebook and on the parish website so they will have a Christmas Eve Mass today, 6 o'clock this evening and the Christmas Day Mass tomorrow morning will be at 11am and Father Crowley wants to apologise for the short notice but he believes that it will keep his parishioners safe this way and that was a tough, tough decision I imagine for Father Crowley to make but he's, he's doing it for all of the right reasons but just to let people know no masses in Donorail they're online well there is a mass in Donorail it's just online instead Facebook and on the Donorail Parish website Christmas Eve 6pm and Christmas Day at 11am I don't know if other churches will follow suit or not if there are any other churches uh, listening any parishes listening that have made that decision feel free to contact us and we'll call it out to let the parishioners know and a happy Christmas to Father Crowley and indeed to all of the parishioners in Donorail. And just an update on the nursing homes because of course uh, new restrictions now have come in for visits for nursing homes and John Paul got on to the CEO of Nursing Homes Ireland, Tyg Daly, just to say that the restrictions, the level 5 restrictions for nursing homes taking effect uh, from Christmas and it goes back to what it was under level 5 which is one visit every two weeks is all that's allowed they had they were allowing a visit a week and obviously they facilitate visits on compassionate grounds so as what we always say to people when it comes to nursing homes if you have a loved one in a nursing home check in with your local nursing home just to see what they are doing and how they are accommodating it. But they are the new restrictions uh, coming in from Christmas, just one visit every uh, two uh, weeks. Now, a listener was on to, oh, this is Rose from, from Thoris Jock in Dunmanway to say that her granddaughter, Eva Lard, she's just nine. Eva is doing a 10 kilometre walk for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in League. She's doing it today. She's going to leave Centra in League at 12 noon and she will walk for 10 kilometres and and they reckon it's going to take Eva about two hours uh, to do it. They're going to have buckets located around the area if people would like to donate. Isn't that a lovely special thing for a little nine-year-old girl to do while she's waiting around for Santa Claus to come? Uh, she's decided to do that. That is terrific. So if you're out and about around Donorel, keep a lookout for those buckets collecting for 
the wonderful Make-A-Wish Foundation. Fantastic organisation. But if you do pass little uh, Eva Lard, aged nine, while she's out on her fundraising, walking you in your car, toot your horn and give her a little bit of a wake. Well, a wave. Well done, uh, Eva. And uh, happy Christmas indeed to Rose and all of the gang in Taris Jock in Domanway. Actually, later on in the programme, Fiona Corcoran, our senior news reporter, she's been doing these wonderful Fiona Goes Festive features. And in her edition today, we'll be hearing how preparations are underway for Santa's arrival in Cork, the operations at Cork Airport for him flying over the country and what the children of Cork have asked for. And we'll hear from Fiona later on on the programme. 1850 John Paul taking your calls. You can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103. And in particular, remember, we are looking for your requests. If you want to send Christmas greetings to loved ones, feel free to contact us. Cork today on C103. With McCroom Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See McCroomMotors.com. Our last programme before Christmas always features my next guest, the gorgeous Alice Taylor, who joins me this morning from her home in Inna Shannon. Good morning to you, Alice. Good morning, Patricia. Now, we couldn't have predicted this time last year what the year ahead would hold. It's been extraordinary in many ways, hasn't it? An extraordinary year. You know, I think, Patricia, we were thrown back on our own reserves. You know, that, that um, and it made us a very much aware how dependent we are on other people. Because um, didn't family and friends really come into focus? Mm-hmm. Hugely, and the neighbours, the neighbours became hugely important in everyone's life. You know, and you know, Patricia, I think walking is the new talking. Yeah. Because if you go walking, I find here, you know, I go up, there's a little lane we're here beside the house, um, Bohr the Sop, which is a lovely name, the the the, 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 the road of the Sop. Yeah. Because it was lined with attached houses long ago. And I go up there, it is quite, but a lot of people use it, and we talk, we have conversations across the road. You know, one stands at one side of the road and the other side of the road. It's the only way of meeting your neighbours. Yeah, and and we know all the evidence is there that you're safer outside than you are inside. Um, And and you can, I've noticed that as well. You can see people are are meeting up with friends and going for walks together. Yeah, you see, it's ideal. In a way, like, the the, the walk along the road is kind of going to replace the fireside chat. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you kind of feel, you know, don't you, you feel that you're not breaking any rules or any laws. I know they're, they're, all the rules are for our own good, but, and you kind of feel a sense of, um, you know, that you you need to adhere to them. You know, I think there's a built-in monitoring is, God, I need to be doing this. So we're kind of our own judges that and we really mm. when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think people have made decisions about this Christmas. They've listened to all of the advice oh, and so. yeah, and I think people have changed what they normally do. And as I keep saying yeah. to people, it's for one Christmas. It's for one Christmas one so Christmas. that we can have many more Christmases. That's right. And you know something, when I, when I was thinking about it the other day, this is a Christmas I grew up with. Yeah. You know, oh, you know there was no you know, each household stayed within each household. Well, I know, admittedly, now it was a farm. But um, as such, people didn't visit each other on Christmas Day. Yeah. Each family had their Christmas um, dinner in their own in their own house. And um, they, they, they would be called us on Stephen's day and after us. But Christmas was about the, the family living in that house, mm. you know. And, and, that's, and that's how we, we were, we're very much going back to this, this we're year. We're going back to that. 
we go back to that. How would your go- parents and older relatives have coped with the pandemic? How, how do you think they would have coped with it all? Oh, I think Patricia shouldn't have, it shouldn't, apart from the health aspect of it, shouldn't have, not, shouldn't have taken the shake out of them because that was the way of life. You know, um, now what you see with all the modern communications, and I know that modern communications are great because, you know, we're in touch with people in this company, but we're also aware of everything that's going on that's terrible all over the world. And I think it is a kind of a, a kind of a, a um, you know, a, a sort of a strange effect in us. Whereas that time we were, we lived in bubbles, Patricia really, we are at our own bubble. And what we've done outside that bubble, we had no access to it. There can be so an I, overload of information at the moment. It can be really like, and you have to monitor. Watch, I watch the six o'clock news, and I think now I know what I need to know. Yeah. And you just can't turn on every program after that because because you go queer in the head for this. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the previous generations, while they didn't live through a global pandemic, but they lived through things like. TB. Oh, they they lived through things like polio. Oh, they did. And they, I, I mean, I remember my mother talking about the the big flu. You know, they, they, that that would be nineteen nineteen. So they had memories. And my grandmother's generation were the first generation after the famine. Mm. So the Irish have survived some fair traumas. And we, you know, and we will survive this. And we will, of course. And I think you know we'll we'll all we'll all come out with maybe, you know maybe thinking more deeply about things and not taking things for granted and certainly not taking people for granted. How important we are to each other. And you know something, Patricia, the phone calls are amazing now because as soon as the phone rings now, I sit down and I pick up the phone and um, because every phone call is a half an hour. (laughs) Nobody's in a hurry, you know, which is great. And And it is, yeah, and you can stay connected. You can. You can, you can, you can, and and the in, in a way like the emails as well are great, and uh, you know you're you're in contact that way. And uh, of course, I love my garden, and if you be out in the country, this is I think really Patricia, farmers are coming to their own now. So if you live in a farm, you can go out and walk along the fields, and you have the world as your oysters. You're living in a farm because you've uh, you've a little haven, and. Um, you know, there's great safety in being on a farm. And I mean, the animals, there's great comfort in animals. When you think about it, the first Christmas, they were they were totally dependent on the animals. Well, now, admittedly, they had the angels as well. <laughs> flying over Bethlehem. We don't have the angels flying over. Well, who knows, like? And knows? Is, is your house, is it full of decorations? Christmas decorations? Yes, yeah. the very same. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. The, actually, Patricia, I think, that, you know, the, the crib is the big thing with me. I love the crib because I think that's where it all started. And it's the first thing I do is I do the crib. And I have, I have crib figures that I actually bought with my first wages. I was working in Killarney and uh, because we didn't have... You know, the re- it, well, I suppose we had the real crib at home at least thing on the home farm because it was, it was the animals were all around us. But we did give figures as such. So with my first wage packet, and Patricia, I was earning £2.10 shillings a week. And uh, I bought a crib for 17 and 6 which was a lot of money. That, that, was, that, was, that was nearly the full wages. 
It was practically, yeah. but I just wanted, and I took that creep home for Christmas. And um, when, when you know, when I left home then and my mother died, my sister had it and she gave it to my daughter for her 21st birthday. Ah. And now I have it because I mind it because my daughter has three small children and um, three small children and little, little, um, little ceramic figures don't actually go together like. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I minded the crib. So I have the old figures. And then I have the figures that I had, you know, my first creep when I came here. Now, admittedly, the shepherds have lost their heads and they're fairly battered, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> And, and know, I imagine there are a lot of people listening who have cribs. And I, and I love that tradition of something that was in, you know, that might have been your parents or your grandparents. It's yes. a lovely thing to pass on. It's, a, it's lovely. And you know, when you're decorating, doing the crib, you pull things out of the box and you think, oh, so-and-so gave me that. Oh, so-and-so gave me that. And, you know, isn't Christmas is all about tradition, isn't it, and memories. And I think decorating the tree as well. I mean, I have decorations for you know, 20 or 30 or 40 years. And they're, you know, they bring back lovely memories. And I think Christmas is full of memories. That's why I do up the house. And the candle, Patricia, we can't let it go without the candle. It's the tradition of lighting the Christmas candle. Um, I mean, I grew up with that. And we all gathered wrong for the light of the candle. Now, I know there's a... Uh, you know, there's candles everywhere now, but that's different. The Christmas candle is a different candle. And it's put on the window, lit, and all the, the we used to gather around, and my mother would shower us with holy water. And um, that was the official opening into Christmas. So every night I light, every Christmas night, I light a candle in every window in the house. That's an old Kerry tradition. So I light a candle in every window of the house. And one of my lads tell me I'm going to burn down the whole thing. I was just going to say, you've got to make sure that you blow it out before you go to bed, which you do. Yeah, which, which, which you I do. do. And, but when you were growing up, you, you, your mother didn't, but you didn't believe, you didn't have a Christmas tree. No. We did, you see, we didn't, my grandmother used to say that was a, an important tradition. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting notions. Yeah, it was notions because just when it was Queen Victoria. Victoria's yeah. husband brought that yeah. in as German. Yeah. So, yeah, my grandmother didn't have a Christmas tree. She put holly. She said the Irish was traditionally a holly and ivy tradition. And every Christmas, and this Christmas as well, I go to the wood. I'm down to Shipwood Wood, which is an old wood here beside us. And I bring in, I bring box, baskets of moss. I love moss and ivy at Christmas. And I think it's nice to keep the natural as part of Christmas, you know. And did and you, you know, manage to get holly with berries on it? I did. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine brought it and um, and she does it every year, and uh, which is, is great. There's something about the... My mother was very fussy about getting, having red berry holly for the candle, whatever else. Yeah. So we grew up, we're going to the wood for holly. And um, I think, you know, as near as you keep to the land and nature, the more, um, I think it keeps us balanced and keeps yeah. us earthed. Grounded. You know, it's very yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And then the Christmas Eve, this day as a child, how how was Christmas Eve spent? Oh, Christmas Eve. Would you believe, it, Patricia, uh, we, we didn't decorate the house until Christmas Eve. You know, it wasn't that strange. We had the, the ivy and the holly and everything were brought and they were in an old house at the end of the yard and we brought big bundles of it up 
dragged him up the ad into the kitchen. And I, I still have the picture of my mother stuffing the goose. It was all goose that time. The turkeys hadn't arrived in, in rural Ireland. And my mother was stuffing the goose in the middle of all this chaos. She had five daughters. And we all thought we were experts at decorating the house. So we, we gathered around and we put holly into every conceivable corner. And Ivy and my mother never said, do or don't. But you know, Patricia, she had a lovely tradition. And I don't know where it came from. She had what she called her Christmas mottos. Now, these were paper, um, kind of, they weren't framed. And they were uh, pictures of, of, of children with Santa and a Christmas scene. I would imagine they came from America because, you know, immigration was huge that time. Well, they're like and on sort of cardboard. They were made of cardboard, cardboard yeah. wrong cardboard. Yeah. And um, they were kept in a press in the parlour and they were brought down Christmas Eve. God, we loved them yeah. because we knew once they went up on the wall, Christmas was here. Then in later years, my father used to bring in a branch. We got a branch. One of my, <laughs> my sisters took him on and we used to get a branch of a fir tree and that was stood into a turnip on the table in, in the kitchen. And the candle was put into a turnip as well. I suppose there was great safety in it. So we decorated we decorated the whole house, Holly and Ivy, and uh, my mother stuffed the turkey. And, um, yeah, the ham, uh, she did, the ham would have been up the chimney for a couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks because there was a pig killed before Christmas, so we had our own ham. When you think of it in a way, Patricia, we were, farmers that time lived, they got it, we have no terror now living inside the gate. So we lived inside the gate, of course, yeah. you know, because um, everything we had was 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 grown on the farm, including the goose. Was the goose was my, my mother reared geese. I always associate um, geese with Christmas. You know, the Christmas the geese are part of Christmas. But she stuffed the goose, and um, then we we had the Christmas supper. And uh, I remember the first ice Christmas cake we had, Patricia, that wouldn't have been the norm, but my sister went into a night class, a cookery class in town, and she iced a Christmas cake. Oh, oh my God. Patricia, we were nearly genuflecting in front of it. We were so <laughs> impressed with it. And, uh, you know, the big garden rack as well, and the seed loaf. Yeah. And um, and all the- all homemade. Like, you, you never oh, had to worry about there might be food shortages in the supermarket. That's, oh, no, no, yeah. my mother there had big bin of flour beside the fire. There was um, there were two bins of white flour and brown flour. And of course, there, that was our own, um, you know, for each winter, the bin and was ground. So it was, you know, when you think about it, we were really organic farmers. And, so, <laughs> and self-sufficient. And again, with what you started with, how this year has made a stop and go back to it. To I think to, so. People took up baking and cooking that they'd Did never, you? never done before. It is, and people went gardening. People did things, knitting, embroidery. Yeah, people yeah. went back to I their think own we'll, resorts. We'll come out of this better people. Do you know that? We, I think we will. Yeah, I, 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 I really do. Christmas, though, it can be tough, Alice, for those who have lost a loved one, bereavement oh at, at this. Oh, my God. Uh, What's yeah. your, what, what do you say to people, particularly those who I, are setting to the first Christmas without a loved one? Oh, my God, it's it's brutal. I, I was listening to your, your, you know, your, the man there, the, Heffern and then that Heffern and man. Joe, he was on yeah. with Joe during the week. Yeah. Joe. He was brilliant. He said everything that's applicable because my husband died on the 27th of November and um, uh, that's 10 years ago now and uh, 15 this year and um, 
that I prayed to that Christmas. I don't know, Mother God, Christmas is going to kill us. But Patricia didn't. Mm. I think there's a sanctity and a sacredness about Christmas. And, uh, you know, there was an old tradition that the gates of heaven are open on Christmas night. And I think we're very near to the other world at Christmas. So I think, you know, if, you know, by slowing down and close to nature, and there's, there's comfort in prayer as well. I know prayer has gone out of fashion, but by God, I think we just have to come back. And I, you know, I want to say something, Patricia, the chance. The priests this Christmas, some of them are saying, Four and five yeah, masses yeah. during Christmas Eve. I saw the Finbarry saying five masses. I mean, that's the fierce burden of the priests, and they're very aware of the fact that they're trying to make it as comfortable as possible for everybody. But that's a big weight in priests. And then you have the priests online, you know, um, church TV services. I think that's fantastic. I mean, Patricia, I go to, to Mass in Bohabui regularly now yeah. because um, <laughs> because I was confirmed in the church in Bohabui. Yeah. And then Father Canelli, he says, he says the rosary before Mass there every evening. And, uh, and you're watching it at home in Inishannon? I, yeah, I'm yeah. watching it from Inishannon and I hear the lovely townlands of Benny Hoolan. You know, all the, 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 the townlands I grew up with. And um, he says an old-fashioned rosary. And you know the way we've given up on the rosary with this? A lot of us have. I said some people haven't. But he says a beautiful rosary with lovely prayers. And I, I feel it the better of it. Yeah, well and done. Well done. A, yeah. and, and actually they've said, I mean, we know there's a falling number of people actually physically going to church before the pandemic ever, yeah. ever arrived. But they're saying now when they're looking at the stream, because obviously they can see how many people are watching online. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. wonder... Uh, has, is that another thing that the pandemic it's, it's brought people back to religion it's brought people rediscovering their religion again rediscovering yeah, their yeah. faith which is again yeah. it, none, none of that none of that can be a bad thing no 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 the thing, I think we might be, we might, it might bring back God yeah I think yeah it's me my mother had loved the expression she used to say we're not made of stone mm. So there is a dimension in us, you know, a spiritual, a sacred dimension. And that's the great enrichment to, to anyone's life. So I think we might have an awareness of that, that we're not God, you know, and that we, there's, we, need, we need other factors in our life. We need each other. We need the sacredness of, you know, there's a huge, wonderful world there and, and an awareness of how... How mystical the whole thing is. In a way, like, I love that quote from St. Paul, understand it, even though it's beyond all understanding. And it is beyond all understanding. And there's a lovely quote as well there, Patricia, from the from the Ephesians. Um, Glory be to him whose power working in you can do infinitely more than you can ever think or imagine. Well done. So, well done. Well said. Yeah, well, well, well said. Quote. Some some of our listeners are saying, "Would you please tell Alice how much I enjoy her book? I have just finished her book, Cocoon with a View. Really enjoyed it." Uh, and someone else says, "Absolutely love Alice's books. Uh, I started Books from the Attic just last night, and you're going to love Books from from the Attic. I'll, I promise you that." What are your plans for Christmas Day, Alice? Well, I'm at home, um, and uh, my daughter lives beside me, and she's three small children, so we'll have bedlam. 
Yeah, we're in the same bubble. Okay, so is it all so round to Nana's or are you going they're into... They're all the... coming down to... Oh, they're or... coming down to Nana. All right, okay. All right. They're coming down to Nana. All right. And so, so, so we'd have... It'll be a busy day as well. That certainly won't be a quiet... Great. It won't be a quiet Christmas. And no, come no, here, no, no. I, while I have you on, I have to mention the 37th year of the Candlelight magazine. Yeah. COVID-19 didn't stop you this year. No, we thought we'd come bigger and better and we did come bigger and better. It's the best Candlelight and um, we sold out and we had to go back for a reprint. And you know something, Patricia, the jewel in the crown was Morta Sullivan who lives here. He's a historian and a Gael Gorey. He did every town land in the parish the Gaelic origins of it and the modern translation because there's a wonderful book out called 32 Words for a Field and um, it's about our history is wrapped up in our the names of our town lands. A lot of them have been translated from the old Gaelic which is the real history and a lot of them have lost their meaning in the English translation and it's fierce important that they be preserved. Now Martin O'Sullivan um, did every town land in our parish the original Gaelic, the English translation and the meaning and you know something Patricia, every parish in the country should do that Yeah, because and otherwise it, we're going to lose our roots And a book I really enjoyed during the year and I actually interviewed um, him on it, John Creedon's book on the place oh, we great. call home which is a journey yes. through the, the place names of Ireland that was an incredible book an incredible, incredible book yeah. OK, yeah. listen, have a fantastic Christmas as always and thank you, you're, you're always great and I know your own phone line has gone down, you're on your daughter's mobile Oh my God, my phone has gone down and you know the funny thing is when somebody brings me now at my answer machine comes on and it says Alice Alice um, um, not here but Alice is here but the phone isn't bloody working isn't and it? have you have you Alice. have is it the actual phone itself the line is working it's, no, it's the it's phone the, 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 it's, it's the the, lo- the line coming in so I won't get an air man <laughs> I don't know so my phone is dead but I have a mobile but Patricia I'm not a mobile person I'm actually on my daughter's mobile doing this <laughs> well you've done well thank your daughter for for yeah. allowing us. Listen, yeah, have it was pandemonium this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have a great Christmas and and an even better twenty twenty one. And we'll speak oh, again yeah. in the new year. Yeah, look, look after yourself. God bless. God Thank bless. You. That is the wonderful um, Alice Taylor. Um, Anne in Ballantempest says, love, 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 listening to uh, Alice Taylor. Yeah, she really is quite special. Can I just uh, apologise? Because somebody said that I said Donnerill instead of Drimalik, and my apologies. And this is about the little girl, and I believe her name is Ava, and not Eva. Ava Lard. Uh, Ava Laid. Laid. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. But it's Ava anyway. Ava Laid, the nine year old, the little girl who is doing the walk for the Make a Wish Foundation. And it is in Drimalig. She is doing it this morning. She leaves Centra in Drimalig at 12 noon and they will take her about two hours and they're going to have collection buckets along the way if anyone would like to donate because Ava wants to raise as much money for Make-A-Wish Foundation in Drimalig today. We wish Ava all the very best. 1850-333-103 If there's anybody you want to say hi to this uh, Christmas Eve feel free to contact us. You can give John Paul a call or you can text or WhatsApp me to 0862-103-103 and I was earlier congratulating Alan O'Connell who won the mystery, the Celebrity Seas 
with Simon finally went €2,240 and uh, somebody said who was the final C that was wrecking everybody's heads and do you remember he gave the clue about the saints and he asked me to name three saints and I think I said St. Jude, St. Anthony and uh, St. Martin and he said I'd one of the names right so it was Anthony it was Anthony Joshua the British professional boxer who was the final celebrity C but it has gone to Alan O'Connell winning €2,240 Court today on C103 with McCroom Motors leading the way for Toyota hybrids the place to order your 211 Toyota see McCroomMotors.com Tomorrow, as we know, the big day. It is Christmas Day and it's been quite a big year for Cork today, the 2020. Uh, so tomorrow you can listen once again to the 30th anniversary special show that we broadcast back in November. On that day, I was celebrating 30 years on air in the same uh, time slot on the same radio station and I was joined by a host of special guests and uh, well-wishers and we had great fun celebrating 30 years of the show. So you get a chance if you missed it, you get a chance to hear it again tomorrow, Christmas Day and it will be rebroadcast at five o'clock from five o'clock tomorrow. And then of course our shows proper are going to be back on Monday the 4th of uh, January. 1850-333-103. John Paul is taking your requests today or if there's messages or announcements that you're trying to get out to people uh, feel free to call John Paul you can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103 we're going to take a break we have news at 11 on the way in the next hour we're going to hear a wonderful wonderful version of Silent Night that was uh, put together by the Fomoy International Choir we'll hear more about that choir on the programme and I also am delighted to report that I have copies of Catherine's old time recipe book the book that we got the most amount of calls in uh, this year this wonderful collection of uh, recipes that uh, Catherine um, Ross Murphy has put together. We've got copies of that book to give away. We'll do all that in the next hour. Court today on C103. With McCroom Motors. Leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See McCroomMotors.com You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. There's a gorgeous, gorgeous story making the front page of the Irish Examiner today because obviously a lot of the papers are still picking up on what is happening from a COVID point of view and the fact that the figures are growing alarm about the spiralling spread of uh, COVID-19. And when you look at the papers and, oh no, we still have COVID to contend with. It ain't going away for Christmas for sure. And in the middle of all of that, there's this lovely story about a little six-year-old boy from Cork wrote a letter to Pfizer to ask if they could send COVID vaccines to Santa Claus and to Santa Claus elves and um, Onya Kenny writes in the examiner today that this little boy received not just a reply from Pfizer here in Ring of Skiddy but he also got a reply from the Pfizer's American CEO. The little boy is called Callum Thornhill. He's from Glanmire. He wrote the letter back in early November and seemingly he'd been listening to the radio and he heard that a vaccine had been developed. So his mother, Paula, said she never expected to receive a reply back from the company, but she said it's really made her son's Christmas. Uh, she said he was sitting, they were driving home from, or driving to school one morning and of course the news was on and Mammy was listening to the news and it was all talk about Pfizer having developed uh, a vaccine. And he said that he, that he said in the car, we should really write a letter to Pfizer and, and uh, 
you know, make sure that Santa gets looked after. And when he arrived home from school he, that afternoon, he hadn't forgotten about what he'd heard on the radio that morning and he wrote the letter. Now, she said, she explained to Callum that the company were very busy at the moment because obviously they're developing the vaccine. So they mightn't have time to write back, but she assured him that she knew that Pfizer would get in contact with Santa and that Callum was thinking of Santa and all of that. But, you know, don't be disappointed if you don't get a reply. Anyway, two weeks uh, later, Callum, uh, Callum, after he sent the letter, a package arrived. Now, Mammy said, no idea who the package was from or whatever. And she was thinking maybe it's the dad sent him something in the post. And she'd obviously have to wait for Callum to come in from school to open up the package. Opened up the package and it was a letter from Pfizer in Ring of Skiddy. And they put in a little thank you gift. It's a little gift of an art pack. The letter thanked Colm for his kind words of encouragement in relation to developing the vaccine and it also said all uh, children were on Santa's good list this year and as they'd sanitised their hands and that they'd been very helpful at home. They also said thank you to Callum for being so considerate and for asking for Santa and they told him they'd been in contact with Santa Claus, the elves and Mrs Claus and that they were all set to deliver presents on Christmas Eve as usual and they confirmed that Santa and the elves and Mrs Claus were all safe and well. And then the American CEO of Pfizer, Albert Boria, posted about Callum's letter on LinkedIn, as well as sending the mother a letter via registered mail. He thanked Callum and said that the letters from children like him reminded us of why the work we do every day is so important. His mother said she thinks uh, Callum was worried Christmas is going to be affected by the pandemic as his birthday party back in March had to be cancelled along with school and during the first wave of the pandemic. And obviously, even though he was back at school, it was still playing on his mind that maybe Santa Claus might get COVID and wouldn't be able to deliver the presents. So well done to little Callum Thornhill and well done to Pfizer. I think, you know, you know, his mother was right. They're very busy at the moment. You think the last thing they're going to do, well, they might see the letter and somebody say, isn't that cute? But to take the time to get put a little gift together and write back to him and then for the CEO to write as well, it, it's incredible. So well done to Pfizer. And of course, we are expecting our first delivery of vaccine into this country on St. Stephen's Day and before Christmas, the first to be vaccinated. We'll be watching that on the TV and that's going to be a happy day for one and all for sure. And also we got a good result from Curry's PC World. We were contacted earlier in the week by Anne, one of our listeners, who was in a bit of a pickle because she'd ordered something from PC World and nothing, nothing was coming and she wasn't hearing from them and she tried to email them and she was getting nothing back and she asked us, could we do anything? So we got on to PC World and we explained Anne's dilemma and we gave the order number and all of that and in fairness to them they straight away said oh sorry about that let's take a look at it Uh, and so the customer service team got working on it they contacted Anne uh, and apologised for any inconvenience and it seems that the online order for whatever reason it was a glitch in the system and it hadn't been processed and while the payment hadn't been received to PC World it was ring-fenced by her card provider so therefore when Anne had checked her card it looked like the money had been taken out even though PC World hadn't uh, hadn't received it Anyway, they've sorted the issue out and the, they have processed the order smoothly and the order is on its way. So hopefully if she didn't get it yesterday, she's going to receive it today. So that's a good news story for on behalf of Anne and well done to Curry's PC World because they reacted as soon as we got on to them and told them that there was a, an issue. 1850 Now, I want to give these books away. Catherine Ross Murphy put together a book with funds going to the Society 
Societies of Vincent de Paul and local uh, charities and actually she's already given over €2,000 to the Societies of Vincent de Paul and almost an equal share to uh, local charities in and around McCroom from the sale of this book. It's just a very small little book called Catherine's Old Time Recipe Book and it is recipes that Catherine grew up with that either her mother taught her or she learnt in primary school and secondary school. A very simple little book. She's producing it and printing it off and making it herself. It's, it's really is lovely. We got massive reaction to it when we started talking about it. The book is on sale locally in McCroom and Dunmanway priced at €10 each and Catherine says as soon as all the covers because obviously the printing of the covers is probably the most expensive bit because then she prints them off at home on a printer herself and puts the books together so as soon as the covers are gone the print run then will end but uh, there's these books have I think have gone all over the county and probably all over the country at this stage anyway she's very kindly for the day that's in it given us three copies three of kind of the last of the copies of this book to give away we're doing this by text uh, message so you need to text your name and address please to 086 to 103 103 we'll leave the text message and the WhatsApp service open we'll let it run for about 10 minutes and then we'll randomly select three winners now obviously because it is Christmas Eve we'll put it in you you won't get it this side of Christmas we'll put it in the post just after Christmas but you will get it certainly early in the new year so if you want to win a copy of Catherine's old time recipe book and I know there was a lot of people who either couldn't get to McCroom or Dunmanway Manway to get it and were going to great lengths so I'd love that it would be somebody who really wanted to copy this book and for whatever reason wasn't able to get their hands on it so if you would like to win a copy get texting or whatsapping now your name and address please to 086 2103 103 C103 Jobs Taxi or bus driver wanted this is for a school run in the Cork, Cork City you need to have an SPSV licence to be considered. CE placements are available in Blarney, in Inniscarra, in Kilcolly, in Whitechurch and in the Grenada areas. Vacancies for caretakers, groundkeepers and an office assistant. Full-time health assistant is required for Maria Goretti Nursing Home. That's in Kilmallock. Fetech Level 5 in care of the elderly would be essential. And Ingredient Solutions, they're based in Bohabui. They're looking for a junior office administrator. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Court today on C103. With McCroom Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See McCroomMotors.com. Now, one of Ireland's most multicultural choirs have recorded a really special version of Silent Night. Graham Clifford, founder of the Fomoy International Choir, joins me to explain more. Good morning to you, Graham. Good morning, Patricia. Happy Christmas. Uh, and many happy returns. Now, we will play the song in just a moment because it really is a very special uh, version. But just firstly, a little bit about your choir. Your choir has 100 members from how many different countries? Yeah, so we've about, sorry, there's an alarm going off in the background, okay. Patricia. We've, <laughs> we've um, about 100, uh, just over 100 members from 24 different countries all together, Patricia. Um, you know, Fermoy is a, 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 a very multicultural town. In the last census, um, it showed that about 23% of the population of the town would have come from, from elsewhere originally. So we'd have choir members uh, from places as diverse as French Polynesia and the Philippines and Brazil, and then almost more locally, you know, um, 
Belarus and Lithuania and Poland and so on. So it's a very, a very eclectic mix. And then, you know, three quarters of the choir are local people and uh, as in Irish people and the rest then are from, from elsewhere to reflect that ratio, I suppose, in Brilliant. the town of Dublin. Brilliant. And at, at, at times, I'm assuming it must be a difficult task for the choir conductor, Lisa Dunphy. I mean, English <laughs> wouldn't be the first language for many of those members. No, she's a very patient woman, Patricia. Uh, when, when it started, um, I said, Lisa, look, we're going to try to get all these nationalities together. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to be brilliant and positive and so on. But one thing I forgot to say to Lisa was that I'd make sure that everybody was like a, a, a choir, you know, a choir singer. But but in fairness, uh, she's been able to um, to work with all different types of abilities and different first languages and so on. She's very clever in the in the types of songs that she'd choose. And indeed, with Silent Night, it's one of those few songs, I suppose, that in Christian countries, at least, or countries that would be traditionally Christian, there's always a version of Silent absolutely, Night. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, might, yeah. It, might, it mightn't actually um, translate exactly the same line by line in terms of the meaning, but... Uh, you know, the song and the hymn would be very Every, well known. Everyone knows it. It's one of those kind of ways, it's one of where you go in the world, everybody knows. Oh, that's the silent night. They say they might call it something different. Now, that's right. explain to me, because when, when I heard this, when I first heard it, I was thinking, how do they manage to get a choir together uh, with COVID yeah. restrictions? And then, of course, when I looked into it, I realised you couldn't get a choir together because no. of the restrictions. So explain how this version was recorded. Well, we, we actually did another song back in, when was Culture Night, Patricia? September. September, or something? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and the restrictions were 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 a lot uh, less strict then, I guess. So we had more uh, freedom to, to kind of do stuff. With this one, we had to, it had to be a military operation, really. Mm-hmm. So we recorded it in the Black Water Studios up in Glamworth. The man there, uh, the, the, Duncan O'Cleric, did amazing work. What he did was he uh, we had a schedule. So each person would be told their time. They'd arrive up in their car when it was uh, okay for them to go in, they'd literally go in straight into the studio um, and record their lines, and then they'd leave, and the studio mic would be changed, and it, the, the studio itself would be washed down and sanitized, and the room ventilated, and then enough time would be given, and then the next person would come, and so on. And if you think we had about 50 people taking part, it went on for days, you know. And then poor Duncan had to kind of somehow in a very talented way, knit all that together to make it sound like, you know, we were we were all together, I guess. And um, it does sound like. Mm. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? it? It really is. What We had little... So, so for each language, let's say, Patricia, you know, uh, a number of people would take care of each language. So actually, it, rather than it being 50 people singing together all the time, it might have been, you know, eight, you know, doing Lithuanian, mm. eight doing Czech, eight doing German. Now, for the English part of it, we all sang together. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. And it was an amazing. And, and Lisa, our conductor, worked with everybody to make sure everybody was, you know, um, was, was singing the right, the right notes at the right times and so on. And we're delighted with it. And the reaction to it then has been, it was a very emotional kind of thing, Patricia, you know. Well, because, can I say when I... Yeah. When I when it first played, I I actually cried. I, I actually, oh, and I think every time I hear it, I I can feel emotion. I, I think it's the song as well, but I just think it's the way it's put together and the fact that these people are from all different countries. And while we're all talking here in Ireland about family members not coming home, let's not forget there are so many people who can't go home this year, oh, including yeah. your choir members. Yeah, exactly. People who've lost loved ones during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, 
you know, and they just don't go home for that, you know, they, they know it's dangerous to do so. They know it's dangerous to go home and then return back to Ireland again. So, I mean, it's it's a huge sacrifice. Yeah, you're right. The narrative is always about people coming home, and I can understand that. But don't forget, yeah, there are so many people uh, who, who can't leave Ireland and go back to their loved ones, and they, who they mightn't have seen, you know, who they haven't seen, I suppose, since last Christmas at best. So, yeah, there was lots of that emotion. I mean, I lost my own father in July. Mm. A, a lot of... You know, a lot of people, they started singing and then much more came out, if you know what I mean. Mm. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the power of singing, the power of being together in something so positive and so respectful and dignified. And, uh, and then what we did, uh, Patricia, as you'll have seen in the pictures, was we asked everybody to make a poster, you know, mm. kind of set, sending out their Christmas wishes from Moy back to their loved ones or, or for, for a lot of Irish uh, moms and dads and grannies and granddads, you know, sending out that message of love this Christmas to their family members who can't be home. So it was a one, you know, it, it was emotional, but it was lovely. And I saw on some of the posters, little Adam from the Late Late Show, his virtual hug <laughs> features in, in, in some of the po- posters. And then there's even little video uh, messages. Some of them are truly special. Well, some of our choir members over the, the time have returned back to the countries where they would have come from originally, you know, um, with stuff like Moor Park here in, 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 in Formoy, Patricia. You have a lot of people who come to work for a certain while and then return home. And uh, we had choir members sending us little video messages wishing us Happy Christmas from Brazil and South Africa and Lithuania and so on. So that was very special too. The world is a, a small place, um, in many ways and sometimes we need to stop and, and understand that I loved the guy who ended his message with uh, Chio Mama Ah yeah Vincenzo yeah yeah oh, from Tell Netflix. him he, he yeah, just yeah, he yeah. just tipped me over when, when I saw him I just yeah. thought oh, it's, it, it, it really is it, 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 it is beautiful and the choir has a, it's been obviously a very difficult year for choirs this year Yeah oh totally I mean we have to be very inventive in everything we do and it's not easy and stuff like Zoom isn't conducive to singing together because obviously you've delays uh, depending on people's reception and broadband width and so on. So it has been difficult. We've, we've stayed busy on stuff like WhatsApp and, uh, you know, the, the WhatsApp is buzzing constantly during the day. Now, uh, for some people, and especially people who might be, you know, um, because of, of their age or whatever, might have been, you know, very concerned about COVID-19 and not seeing too many people. I think it's been a bit of a lifeline, you know, um, because it's lifted everybody. And um, the, the great thing about this choir, is it's a community choir, as I said. So uh, we have people of all ages, you know, from, re- from really young to, 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 you know, senior citizens. And I think that diversity isn't something you'd get in every type of choir. And then we've the, the, the lovely eclectic mix of people's backgrounds, you know. Um, so everybody's bringing something different to the table. Before COVID, we used I mean, the singing was like an excuse for social gatherings. We, we had so many amazing nights out when people chat away to each other and the friendships build and so on. So trying to replicate that online is very tricky, but we've done our best. And, and then with something like Silent Night, people are very proud of the achievement of pulling it together, uh, Patricia, and they love the fact that it represents the town so well. And, and great reaction yeah. online. Great reaction on, online. Had a yeah, a good few thousand views around the world, and lots of media attention like this, and so on. Um, and I think you know it shows the power of initiatives 
that lend themselves to community integration, that bring people together, no matter where they come from, what their first language is, what passport they hold. You know, we all walk the same ground and breathe the same air here. And uh, we're just so grateful to everybody for taking part and grateful to, to the likes of yourself for highlighting oh, it. Listen, that's our pleasure. Would you like to see more towns set up choirs like an international choir? Well, like this, is our plan. this is our plan because um, the choir was set up from a thing called the Together Ireland Project, which, which I founded with the Tomar Trust in Formoy. And the idea is to look at ways of enabling greater community integration to the benefit of everybody in the town. And a choir is, is one of those things that brings people together. There's other things you could do as well, um, like in care and Tipperary, um, we help set up a, um, a, a, a social club, basically. And in the winter, everybody would gather in quiet pubs and restaurants that had very little business. So you could see the power of community integration economically as well as socially. Um, and so, yeah, our plan is that with the choir that we would develop a model, I suppose, or, or a toolkit, Patricia, that would enable other towns in the area, in the region, to, to, to do this if they wanted to, and we'd help them to set it up. Well, yeah, well, it's, it certainly is working. The model is working, and there's no reason why it can't be replicated all over the country. And, of mm. course, you're very involved with the Sanctuary Runners. I am, and we had a, we had a, a mad all year with the Sanctuary Runners as well, obviously, with COVID, but... Um, it's been um, it's been good in other ways. We've 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 established new groups in Leitrim and Monaghan during COVID, which was quite mad. But with the pod running, we could do it. And just to remind us, is this, the, the sanctuary runners are for people in direct provision centres. Well, it's well, it's it's to bring people, asylum seekers, refugees, and wider Irish society together. Bring them together, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a way for Irish people, I suppose to find out more about people living in direct provision, to befriend people in direct provision, to uh, to show solidarity, friendship and respect. And at the same time, people in direct provision to better understand Irish society, make friendships and organic kind of relationships. And uh, also, obviously, it's a healthy pursuit. And, you know, that's gone really well this year in, in, in behind-the-scenes ways, you know. The mad thing about COVID is it allowed me maybe to stop and set up things that I didn't have the time to do uh, normally, but in 2021, I hope they'll come to real good fruition. Well and and well I'm really hoping to set up our first international group in 2021 as well in the States. Well done. So you're, you're, you're doing powerful work and long may it continue. Uh, Graham, listen, thanks a million uh, for joining us and on our best wishes to everybody involved in the choir because this really is a truly stunning version of Silent Night. And, and, and I know, so I don't have a funny feeling, I know we will be playing this in years to come on the programme uh, in the lead up to Christmas. So thank you for that and a happy Christmas to you Graham Patricia to you and all yours as well JP and, and all your listeners thank you so much take care God bless here's a lovely Christmas message from Fran in Ardpatrick sincere and happy Christmas wishes to everyone at C103 but especially those behind the microphones you've been absolutely fantastic throughout this whole torrid time and as Patricia said we, we have come through it and please God, things are going to continue the right way. So a happy and peaceful Christmas to you all. Excuse the, scree- excuse the screeching, it's my cockatiel who's waiting for her food. Um, so listen, guys, take care. Happy and healthy, healthy New Year too. 
God bless Fran Stone, our Patrick. Thanks for that, Fran, and the cockatee in the background, who no doubt now has had uh, her breakfast and she's not tweeting anymore. Thank you for that. That was sent in by uh, WhatsApp. I do have the winners, don't I, John Paul? I do. I have the winners for Catherine's old time recipe book. And thank you. Huge, huge reaction uh, to this. Let me get to the winners. Okay, Catherine Allen in Rathduff, Noreen Dean in Ballycotton, and Margaret Mortel Beechwood Drive in Ballyhay. Keep a lookout for the postman after Christmas uh, because we'll be posting out a copy of Catherine's old time recipe book. And once again, our thanks to Catherine Ross uh, Murphy. And I think she herself was blown away by the reaction she's after getting to this little cookbook that she has put together uh, with uh, already over €2,000 donated to the Vincent uh, de Paul and uh, lots of other money donated to local charities in her area as well. So well done to Catherine Ross at Murphyburg. Congratulations. Catherine Allen Rathduff, Noreen Dean Ballycotton and Margaret Mortel Beachwood Drive in Ballyhay. All our winners today. Now keep your requests uh, coming into us, please. If I can go back to some requests that are already in, if you want to say send greetings to loved ones that are not with you this year or if you want to send greetings to somebody sitting across the Christmas table from you or the kitchen table from you at the moment uh, feel free to contact us 1850-333-103 or you can text or WhatsApp 86 Hi, wishing Patricia and all the team at C103 Happy Christmas and Happy New Year for 2021 This is from Mary contacting us from Surrey in England who enjoys listening to the programme every morning Good to have you along uh, Mary She says the programme keeps up to date with uh, local Cork news. Mary says, can you please wish my mum and brother and my sister and her family happy Christmas there in Durris and in the Bantry area and my brother and his family who are living near McCroom. Happy Christmas and indeed many happy returns Mary to you and yours in uh, Surrey. Hi to Mary Callan who is in Mount Desert Nursing Home and Pascal Doyle who's also a resident of the nursing home. Best wishes coming in from Bridie Collins this morning and Ray and Bernadette O'Connor are in Richmond Court in Bandon and Dennis McAuliffe and his daughter Sinead. Happy Christmas to all of you and that comes in with best wishes from Dennis and Mary O'Connor. Uh, some, just another request there from uh, Michael O'Sullivan and Castan Bear. Michael, thank you. Your lovely Christmas card arrived today and thank you by the way to listeners who have been sending Christmas cards into us. We really do appreciate them. But Michael says a happy and a peaceful Christmas to you and all the crew at C103. To all my friends and relatives, enjoy your Christmas and stay safe. That's what it's all about. And Michael says, may 2021 be a healthy and a prosperous year for all. Uh, God bless and many happy returns uh, to you, Michael. And indeed, thank you for all your contribution. Uh, Michael's great to text the and WhatsApp the programme. Thank you for all your contributions uh, throughout the year. And Patricia, could you please announce that due to a local bereavement, the drive-in bingo at Theo Park on St Stephen's Day has been cancelled. The park is also closed now until further notice and that's due to the newly introduced COVID restrictions. A very happy Christmas to all and stay safe and that's from uh, from Theo and all at, at Theo Park. So that bingo and we've been quite excited about the idea that that bingo was going to be going ahead because we know so many bingo fans are missing their trip to the bingo and the drive-in bingos were proving to be very successful until unfortunately further restrictions came in and they had to stop and then they were starting up again but now we know the numbers are certainly going completely the wrong way and Aragon Community Field 
they were due to have a drive-in bingo next Sunday but obviously they now have been forced to cancel that due to the new new uh, COVID restrictions as well. Enjoyed listening to the 12 Days of Christmas by Frank Kelly and says that song makes me laugh every time I hear it as my sister's names are Nula and Gobnet. Can you also please play a request for my daughter Sandra who is listening in from Berlin. Hi to you Sandra and Salvi, Franca and Lottie and Bjorn. Granny Anne is missing them uh, all and no doubt they're missing you too and in Berlin. Hi Patricia, would you please wish Teresa and Patrick Ring a very happy Christmas. They're your biggest fans and listening every morning from their daughter Noreen. Thank you for that uh, Noreen and hi to Teresa and Patrick. We hope you have a lovely, lovely Christmas. And hi Patricia, season's greetings from us here in Jersey. Thank you for keeping us updated every day and uh, playing the best music. Stay safe and mind yourselves and back at you in Jersey. We hope you have a lovely, lovely Christmas there uh, as well. Hi Patricia, good morning and happy Christmas to you and your team. Sincere thanks for keeping us up to date during the year with all the twists and turns of you know what. Yeah, we'll try not mention you know what for the rest of today. That's uh, from Rosaline in Cove. Thanks for that. And Margaret said, send best wishes to all the patients and staff abandoned Community Hospital and the staff who look after them so well. A safe and happy Christmas uh, to you all as well. And that's from Margaret. Many happy returns, Margaret. Okay, we need to take a break. We have news at uh, 12 midday on uh, the way in the next hour. We have a lovely package from Fiona Corcoran where uh, Fiona gets uh, festive and lots more Christmas songs uh, to play for the final hour. So get your requests uh, in. 1850 333 103. Cork today on C103. With McCroom Motors. Leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See McCrewmotors.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Sharon Crowley and her husband Miles and her two boys, Nicholas and Michael, are in Pennsylvania. Very happy Christmas, uh, Sharon, Miles and Nicholas and Michael. Best wishes coming in from all the family who are listening to us today in uh, Crookstown. By WhatsApp, happy Christmas, Patricia and family. Thank you very much. And all of the staff at C103, you're the best station in Ireland. Stay safe. I don't know who there's no name on that. Thank you for that and many happy returns. And Anthony Pickford, one of our great Limerick listeners, sending in Christmas greetings. Happy Christmas to you, Anthony. Hope you have a happy and a peaceful one. Hi, Patricia. Could you please... Please wish my friend Nell Gallagher, Corpus Christi, Mitchellstown, a very happy Christmas and a safe one and hoping for a happy new year. And that's from Mary. Thanks, Patricia. And a happy Christmas to you and your family and everyone at C103. Many happy returns, uh, Mary. Hi, Patricia. Could you wish Pauline, Mary, Evina and Tony O'Callaghan of Ballyhoodie a very happy Christmas and a happy new year and that's lots of love from Caroline and from Kate Marie and happy birthday to Emily Roach in Glamworth Kevin and Marion wanting to wish you all the very very best and Eileen in Bandon wishing a happy and a safe Christmas to everybody here at C103 thank you for that uh, Eileen and when I played Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas Lisa sent in a text saying our own Tim Cochlam said the Queen Mother used to adore Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas and the Queen Mother bless her heart always uh, came across of somebody with a good sense of humour so I could imagine that she probably did really love that particular track now after Frank Kelly's 12 Days of uh, Christmas the Christmas 1914-1915 there's always arguments as to what the song is actually called but that is probably the most requested one that we get in here to the programme and the version that I'm about to play is the one that I particularly like it's the one from Tommy Fleming but I had a lovely email in from one of our younger listeners doesn't want me to call it his name that's that's, uh, fine but he comes from a farming background says that C103 is on in every tractor and every shed on the family uh, farm and it helps to keep him up to a date but he's asked if I would play this song at Christmas uh, 1914 in memory of all the men and women that lost their lives in the brutal conflict British, Irish, French, Italian, Bulgarian, Russian, American, Canadian, German, Portuguese, Austro-Hungarian, Ottoman and Japanese, as well as the largely forgotten African and Asian colonial troops, all dying in a conflict that at this point has been largely forgotten in school. The only mention this young listener says of World War One is at the Treaty of Versailles. And it's such a shame. Thank you again and a happy and a healthy new year to you and your listeners. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. This year, Michael and Chrissy O'Mahony in Kilbarry West in Dunmanway. They are donating the proceeds of their Christmas lights to the West Cork Rapid Response and Co-Action in Dunmanway. And they are asking for your support. And Skibbereen Rowing Club are asking you to support by taking a swim on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day or Stevens' Day. They ask you to tag your photo with Skib C50 our Skib RC virtual Christmas Day swim and contribute to their GoFundMe page. Your support would be much appreciated. Court today on C103. With McCroom Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See McCroomMotors.com.
And I just uh, mentioned that the Skibbereen Rowing Club are asking people to take part by having a, a Christmas swim, swim and donate to their GoFundMe page. Uh, and that got me thinking. And, and a time, timely for me to mention that the Irish Coast Guard and the RNLI are today appealing to people to be extra careful if you are planning on taking part in a Christmas Day swim uh, this year. Now, I mean, the Christmas Day swim has become a major tradition in recent years with crowds descending on the coast all around uh, the country. But this year, obviously, because of COVID, many of those events have been cancelled for fear that, it would, you know, overcrowding w- would happen. But the RNLI are saying to people, look, that they're happy to see people getting out and enjoying the water as long as people are mindful of the COVID-19 restrictions that are in uh, place. And that you also remember that the cold is a big problem at this time of year. And certainly the forecast for overnight tonight, the temperatures are really to, to dip and it will be particularly cold tomorrow if you are planning on going in for a dip on Christmas Day. The RNLI has suggested people should wear a wetsuit while swimming and that you should get used to the water by getting in slowly and that actually helps to prevent cold water shock. And then when you're finished your swim, you should get dry and dressed quickly as soon as you get out of the water. They also suggest wearing a bright swimming cap and that makes you easily identifiable if God forbid something goes wrong. They are also saying that people can get much colder quicker if you have a drink pre-swim and that has a tendency sometimes to be part of the occasion where people go oh we'll have a quick drink and that'll warm us up it actually has the opposite effect so just stay safe is the main message uh, this year from the Coast Guard and the RNLI if you are planning on going for a Christmas Day swim now Fiona's gets festive it's our Fiona Corcoran her final piece and in this uh, today's edition of Fiona gets festive we hear how preparations are underway for Santa's arrival in Cork the operations at Cork Airport for him flying over the country and what the children of Cork have asked for. Well, this is it, boys and girls of Cork. Just one more sleep until we find out what Santa brings this year. Santa, of course, is extremely busy getting ready to leave the North Pole, but I managed to grab a quick word with him before he leaves. Now connecting you to the North Pole. Please hold. Oh, hello, Fiona. I asked him if the COVID-19 restrictions will have any impact on his journey. You have nothing to worry about. Nothing will ever stop Santa and the elves from getting to Cork and delivering all the toys to all the boys and girls. We come from the North Pole. We're immune to all the viruses and temperatures are so low and it's so cold that COVID-19 cannot survive in the North Pole, which is some very good news. But don't worry, I'll be visiting your home tonight with sanitised hands and a face mask. And communications manager at Cork Airport, Kevin Cullinan, has assured me that the way has been cleared for Santa's arrival in Cork. Well, Santa has been deemed an essential worker, so he won't be subject to any of the COVID-19 travel restrictions when he arrives into Cork on Christmas Eve. He has filed his flight path with air traffic control here at Cork Airport and his intention is to be flying in over the south coast of Ireland um, approximately midnight. I've been talking to some boys and girls who tell me they've been extra good this year. I help my dad empty the dishwasher and go and get coal and sticks. I help my dad a lot um, in the garage because I helped him cut timber. Lots of things. Like setting the table. Playing with my brother. Doing cures for my man. Well, I kind of been helping my granny because my granny passed away recently. Um, I've been helping my family. I know, I helped my mum and my brother, like...
So now that we know that Santa has been given the all clear to travel, what final preparations does he need to do before leaving the North Pole? I collect my lovely red suit from the dry cleaners. We must check the sleigh is in perfect working order. I have to check I have all the toys. Very, very important. And then we're ready to head to Cork. And with all the boys and girls going the extra mile to be on the nice list this year, what are they hoping to find under the Christmas tree tomorrow morning? TV and a few games. Just like games and toys and stuff. Some clothes, some uh, new shoes. A slitter, Hurley and helmet and all that. He's going to bring me a few Lego sets and like um, arts and crafts and stuff. I'm getting a game, a bike and a Black Panther club. I'm getting a hoverboard and a stretchy guy. We all know that Santa loves a little treat to help him along the way. So I asked him what he'd like to find when he comes down the chimney tonight. The things that I would like left out for me, I'm on a little bit of a diet this year, so no fizzy drinks. I'll just have a little water, maybe a cup of Barry's tea. What about the elves? No pressure, but if you have a spare can of Murphy's, leave it out for me, will I? Oh, as predicted. And if you can leave out a little carrot for the reindeer, that would be fantastic. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pop up. Santa Claus is coming I'm in the big fat man With the long white beard It's only a matter of hours now before Santa and his reindeer arrive in Cork, but he does have one really important message for all the girls and boys. The most important thing you can do, boys and girls, go to bed early and give your mummy and daddy a chance to have a fizzy drink and a slice of cake. And don't get up too early. I might not have arrived yet. Communications manager at Cork Airport, Kevin Cullinan, also got a message from Santa and is stressing how important it is to be asleep before he arrives. He will have to obviously adhere to the social distance measures in place here in Cork and indeed around the world so it would be important that children are in their beds early and don't get close to Santa on Christmas Eve. We've been working on his plans now for several months and because it is essential travel and he is coming from a Covid free North Pole he won't need to self-isolate or quarantine for 14 days. He'll be in and out of Irish airspace in a matter of hours um, so we, we hope everyone will heed his advice uh, to stay socially distant and be in bed early on Christmas Eve. The pupils from Toker Girls National School wanted to send Santa a message. And Santa has one last message for everyone in Cork. Have a peaceful and happy Christmas and I'll see you all very soon. Well done, that is uh, Fiona Cork and our senior news reporter. And well done 
that little series that she did throughout the month of December Fiona Gets Festive has been great fun indeed and thanks to Santa Claus for taking time out to speak to Fiona on that piece and I'm told he's actually underway as we speak because of time zones etc it's nearly 12 midnight in some parts of the world and if you go there's a Santa tracking where you can see Santa's tracking around the world and John Paul's been keeping an eye on it and he tells me that Santa is making his way to Fiji at the moment so he is on the way folks Uh, just hours to go until he arrives here in Ireland now I want to play a couple of local uh, singers with some really special Christmas pieces Uh, firstly Eamon Walsh is from a young man from Mitchellstown he has been joining us in studio when he first came to studio he was only 12 and he's just got one of these gorgeous gorgeous uh, voices and he normally organises a Christmas concert every year in um, Mitchellstown along with the Bell Canta uh, Choir but obviously they there was no concerts done this year so this year he did something really special he he recorded a song Merry Christmas uh, everyone and it was used for the 2020 switch on of the lights in Mitchestown and I have to say Mitchestown Business Association went above and beyond with what they did for the switching on of the lights because they had to do it virtually and it was I watched it and it was really really a great piece so this is a uh, version that Eamon recorded this year and it was used specifically for that, the switching on of the Christmas lights. So this is Eamon Walsh and Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm going to ask you please to convey a very happy Christmas to all the supporters, friends and family of the Femoy branch of Multiple Cirrhosis Society of Ireland, particularly in North and East Cork. 2020 was challenging for us, but it, uh, as it was for other charities, but we will bounce back. That's good to stay positive. And that's from the PRO, Mary Lonigan. Thank you for that, Mary. And a text in saying uh, Christmas greetings to... I think the person means Patricia and uh, John Paul and looking for the name of the song that I played with the vocals only where only the voice is used there's no music the group are called they're an American group called uh, Pentatonic P-E-N-T A-T-O-N-I-X they have a number of albums out but the track I played Oh Come All You Faithful was an album that is simply called Christmas but Pentatonic is the name of the group Hi Patricia I missed the end of the celebrity sees the last couple of mornings who was the last voice the last voice was Anthony Joshua the British boxer and the money went to Alan O'Connell he won 2,240 euro Court today on C103 with McCroom Motors leading the way for Toyota hybrids the place to order your 211 Toyota see McCroomMotors.com Download the C103 app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. Grab our podcasts and get all the latest Cork news on your phone, tablet, smart speaker and radio. We are C103. Can I say well done to the committee of Bally Desmond Chronicle who produced the book this year under very difficult circumstances. Well done to all. And that comes in from Pat in Bally Desmond. And as we're about to come to the end of our programme, I suppose it is time to reflect on what is been an extraordinary year from a broadcasting point of view it's been really challenging and I know at times we were criticised for talking too much about Covid but we felt we needed to get the information out there which seemed to be changing all of the time and we were also very conscious of people who don't have access to the internet so at times we did become the link to what was going on so if we did annoy you over the year we do apologise but hopefully overall we kept you informed and entertained and as always I couldn't do any 
any of this without the support of uh, John Paul and what he does in the background. And then I suppose when I reflect on this year, I look back on this year as a carer and I have to admit for the first time ever I struggled this year and it was scary to admit that I, I'm not superwoman uh, and I can't do it all without support and you may remember in the summertime I actually had to take some time off as I experienced carer's burnout and that was something that happened for the first time ever and it was frightening. It was a frightening time because I worried who would look after Marsha if I wasn't able to do it. So the one thing I certainly learned from this year that we as family carers we have to look after ourselves because by doing that we can continue to look after our loved ones. Now I came across this piece um, online. After the COVID-19 pandemic recedes, humanity will need to rethink the way of living. Everyone's vulnerable. The virus doesn't distinguish the rich from the poor the important are the ordinary people. Everyone now realises there's no point in having money or residence in three or four different continents um, in an attempt to escape the crisis because we can't escape. Nobody can. The world has become too small. Everyone is at risk. Politicians, ministers, governors, prime ministers, presidents, princes, the rich and the poor. No one can escape the virus. And at this moment, just being able to breathe really is a blessing. And so as we come to the close of the programme today and indeed our last programme for uh, 2020, I just want to wish you and your family a happy and a peaceful Christmas. For those of you who are with family, treasure the time you will spend together. And for those of you that are spending Christmas alone, you'll be with we'll be with you in in our hearts and in our thoughts and remember hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness and as always we close our Christmas Eve programme with Emer Quinn and Oh Holy Night This is the Court Today replay on C103 A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.